0: Hey, welcome to Pastors of a Dying Church. I'm Sam. And I'm Ruth, and we're glad you are joining us today.
1: Yes, we are. We're glad that you're here. We're glad to be here.
0: Yes, as we take this inner journey to discover who we are so that we can be true to ourselves, true to others, true in our calling. Mm -hmm. So, who are you? You said you I am, were Ruth. I am Dolores. That reminds me, what movie did... Oh, I probably shouldn't talk about that movie. What is it? Because if people are going to find out, like, oh, gosh, she watched that? What is it? There's, like, this... Um, I, I did. I watched it. It's called Love Country something. I don't know. But the girl, um, or the lady goes into space in one of the episodes. And I don't know if you haven't been there. I'm not even going to mention the lady's name. So, not to be a spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But, um she goes into space and she has to say her name and every time she says her name she jumps into like this other it's still her but she takes on that personality of who she is Mm. until she discovers who she really is and so she kept saying her name and so after that episode I'd walk around and be like I am Dolores Matthews (laughs) (laughs) and who did you change into (laughs) well for me it was just like accepting like oh yeah that's who I am I I am me and you know Mm -hmm. I like me most days I ain't gonna like I like me all days right you know right and uh Yeah, I think I'm discovering not only just who I am inwardly, but... Mm -hmm.
1: uh, You know, I think uh, in Sue Monk Kidd's book, uh, When the Heart Waits, on mm -hmm. one of the last chapters at the beginning, she talks about um, all the different... We've heard this before, you know, ladies' retreats or whatever, all the different hats we wear. Um, But the way she wrote it in the book was so powerful, like it was that reminder of we switch in and out of so many different characters not really hats, but so many different characters. Why can't we just be, you know, us, like you said, Dolores Matthews in Mm -hmm.
0: all instances, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean?
1: And so I liked how she put that spin on that.
0: And, you know, and this whole discovery as we journey into who we are inwardly, um, you know, we are adjusting to that. And that's not to say, I think a lot of times we're finding we don't even really necessarily have to change anything. Except like our mindset.
1: Mm, I was about to say, yep, our mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, because we keep coming back to the same place of who we are, where we're at. You know, we still have the same husband. Right. You yeah, know? Same right. friendship, same children. You know, we're still pastors. Those kind of, None of that has none changed. That it may change for some people. But for you and I, this inward journey hasn't changed. In fact, we feel like that has enhanced the relationships that we currently have, that we value and we treasure when we... Um, you know, because I, I think sometimes when we talk about the inner journey, some people just, you know, have that opportunity to say, yeah, I'm going to be true to who I am and, you know, the heck with all of this and I didn't like any of this to start with. And there are those cases. And I'm sure that some people, I'm not, it's, I'm not their judge to determine whether or not that's right or wrong um, or they're right in doing so. But um, I, I think when we are sincere about really discovering who we are, I think it's so that we can relate with the other better. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, and so I'm thinking the inner journey and being able to be our true self, um, to be our our true self, we can't bypass where we are in the present. And so would you say being I mean, you're you've already raised your boys, now you're raising three little people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've you know, Macy's obviously out of the house and I've got four people in my house that I'm you know, we're still responsible for. Uh raising and so to be so it's easy to get caught up in everything that happens in a given day that you can bypass the present Um, like we checked out you can be operating in the present but checked out mentally in the present trying to get to the future destination that you're totally missing the moments Um, even though you're packing lunches packing bottles packing you know extra clothes and you know just whatever um so being i think there's a connection i guess that's what i'm trying to say i feel there's a connection with true self and um not bypassing the present moment oh absolutely like
0: showing up yeah really yeah
1: showing up really yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and how how we give ourselves to uh i don't even know who this chick is and so if you guys know who this is but Christy Hedges. She said that she defines, I define presence as the ability to connect with and inspire others. When we think of someone who has a great presence, it's much more than just how they speak or how they interact in a meeting. It's really that they inspire you. You want to be around them. You feel um, a connection to them. And so when we talk about the inward inward journey, it's not to exclude, but it's to really give us the ability to show up with everything we have and who we are in that moment for that moment. And I don't know that we know how to do that well. I think we are, you know, worried so much either about the future or we're so hung up about the past. And that's kind of what we want to unpack for the next few minutes of the necessity of being present in the moment. I I know I have had a lot of great opportunities stolen from me that I personally sabotaged because I was worried about what was happening at home. I was worried about a situation that I couldn't fix. I was worried about the health report that was going to come months later or what this will look like six months from now. Or I thought about I wish I should have, would have, could have. And there are a lot of times that I didn't, I wasn't really present in the moment of what God was trying to give me. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. When you think about um, not being present in the moment because we're stuck in the past or looking toward the future, you know, we bypass what really is in the present because of fear. Um, Maybe historically things were, uh, you know, turned out, you know, a different way. So we can't really look to see that there's any hope in the future. I've had, it's amazing that I've had um, a few phone calls this week and... Well, back up when you were saying, you know, what you just said, I was thinking women are notorious for multitasking. Um, but really, um, people can multitask good, but it doesn't mean they're present because right. they are switching in and out of mm-hmm. so many different things at the same time that uh, they're they're not really enjoying because they're always looking to what's next, what's next, what's next, instead of just... Um, you know and and I I can multitask there's times I'm not a good multitasker um but I want to stay focused on one thing because it stresses me out you know when I'm trying to work and then
0: is that kind of like being a little pregnant is it possible to be a good multitasker when we think about it right to truly be present in the moment yeah you know yeah Like, you know what I mean? Like, sure, I think we can perform the act.
1: Well, the multitasking is to have an end result of efficiency. Mm -hmm. And so if efficiency is our goal, then, yeah, we can check out of every other thing. But if efficiency, do we want to be efficient? I think we do want to be efficient. But, you know, we have to, there's a trade-off, too. Because to be efficient means that, you know, uh, other areas might suffer. Um I might can keep an immaculate house, but the emotional well-being of my children may suffer because I'm constantly all about clean, 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 clean. You know, so I Mm -hmm. have to find a balance with all that and see how I can get them in so that we distribute the load of house chores. We all pitch in so that we can all play, you know. Mm -hmm. All work, you know, no play is a sad day, but then all play and no work is...
0: Another sad day. Another sad day. Yeah. <laughs> sad future. So
1: the whole that's, you know, that's the trade-off with the, the multitasking, too, that I, I feel like that you are going to have a, a trade-off when you're thinking about efficiency. Uh, efficiency not, is not a bad thing. I mean, if, if you are hired because of your multitasking abilities that you can do a variety of things, um, that's something with the younger generation is, you know, they're able to take, you know, in the tech world, they're able to do a variety of, of things um, that older people who did not upgrade their technology skills aren't able to do. And so you have younger people being hired because they can be more efficient in all the skill sets that they have, where it takes someone with less skill tech skills <clears throat> that's been there longer, a little more time, you know, and... I don't know how that fits into this conversation, but somebody needed to hear that, and you know it's not just women either, because most of our listeners yeah. are men, and right? It, which you know is you know one of those things too of you know two females of pastor of a dying church and our audience is you know mostly. bunch of dudes. Thank yeah. you, dudes. Keep listening. Guys, yeah. We like it. Thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but I know you are making a valid point there. We can be efficient, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we've been present. So just because a task is accomplished doesn't mean that we've showed up with our presence that has influenced another. And that's what that quote from Christie was all about. It's like, and I, I think about that time that, um, okay. So
1: before you tell me about that time, I remembered how this does fit in okay. because the, the, younger generation that can be more efficient in their skills with technology because of multitasking versus the older folks, there's still something that the, you know, the older generation or that, you know, whatever generation that has to offer when it comes to um, uh, what they offer the office setting you know, you have a bunch of, you know, young people in there, you know, you might not have all the people skills, you know, you might have a lot of, you know, introverts that are just into the tech stuff, but yet can't move around. You see what I'm saying? So there's a trade-off when you're looking at multitasking versus, you know, the efficiency of getting, what is your goal? And so, yeah. So I just
0: had to bring that back around because there was a purpose for... No, no, no. I want you to be present. Yeah. So please get that out of your head, not out off of your, your heart. Head, right? and, and that's what it means to be present. And I think... Um, it's just coming with a clear agenda to, to show up. And I think we can still work and be present in the work. And, and so it's not like there is one or the other, but we don't always show up with our whole self. And I don't know that we can fully unless we have, you know, taken the inward journey and so a lot of times we're running around doing certain things. Let's, you know, we're pastors of a dying church. So, you know, putting this in a, um, church perspective or through that lens. And a lot of times we're accomplishing a lot for Jesus, um, or for the church. But are we truly being, are we, are we truly just showing up with our, with our, with our presence and our whole self? Because, um, and like I said, Just from experiences, I wonder how many of us are at church and um, we're thinking about what we're having for lunch and not necessarily what's, you know, happening inside of the building. You know, worship, we're thinking about when can we sit down, is he going to sing another song, or is she going to play another song, or oh my gosh, I could barely understand what the deacon is saying today, and they have him reading the scripture, or whatever it is. It's so... I'm just like, I mean, that's real stuff. Well, well, I'm
1: thinking too if we took a poll with the majority of, you know, who be thinking about all kinds of stuff during church, look, just like the worship service, you know, like, are they going to sing another song? Why don't you just sit down, rest your legs so you can continue to enjoy whatever's left? Yeah. And you don't so, have to stand up, it's yeah. not a requirement. For worship. Right.
0: And, and, you know, but so in that regard, it's not necessarily the past or the future that is hindering us from just showing up and being present in that moment. Um, I, I think it's just preference and it's, you know, self maybe. And I don't know, I just think we need a lot of discipline with this. I think we need discipline when it comes to, you know, why do we put the cart before the horse? We think about the future. We think about what could be not this. And discipline. we're not living in this moment. Yeah. I think it takes discipline to be Is present. Discipline, like. Negative, you get discipline when you're doing bad. <laughs> well, isn't that interesting mm-hmm. that we usually do associate that with what parents have to do to get little Johnny in shape, uh-huh. we gotta you discipline know? Him. And so it's you know, out of or we think that about the kids in the grocery store oh, that kid lacks discipline, uh-huh. you know, or he needs discipline. Uh-huh. And usually we connect that with a spanking or a whooping or whatever you want to say, or put him in the corner or tie him down. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, no one's tired of children <laughs> down. Um, but. But, you know, disciples, that's where they got that term. It was They had a disciplined life. And I do think that it requires um, an effort on our part to just say, I'm going to be present in this moment today. I can't take care of what hasn't happened, but I can control what is around me in this moment. So the church service, you know, because we're putting it back in that context. I wonder how many of us have missed the opportunity to be able to be present for someone else, because to be present for someone else, we know those people who show up for us. Mm-hmm. They're just—they don't even have to open their mouth. And what I was going to say earlier was, remember the time that someone's parent was about to die, and we showed up. We never opened our mouth. Mm-hmm. We stood there in the hospital in the hospital um, waiting room, like up against the wall, and um, or maybe it was a window. But I just remember you and I just standing there um, families gathered around. It was really incredibly unexpected. And, um, brother culture came to us and said, you know, ladies, what y'all are doing today is ministering with your presence. We didn't even know we were doing that. Right? We're we didn't even, <laughs> we were just there, Yeah, but we were fully there and we left a ton of responsibility to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were both working camp. Um, at that time I had a a higher responsibility, which meant you had a higher responsibility, right? And you know, left our families everything. Um, I think I was the nurse that year. Probably <laughs> nurse, the cook, everything else in between. Cabin cabin <laughs> leader for the boys. I'm just kidding. That never happened. Maybe You're not. Right. No. I could have.
1: No. I could have sat right outside, knocked on
0: that window. Always. <laughs> but <laughs> you, but but even in the in the middle of all of the busyness of what we had, the responsibility, something allowed us to still show up and be present and minister just with our presence. And and it was obvious to other people that we were there and not because we were loud or boisterous. In fact, we were very quiet. But I think when people show up with, with all that they have, you can see it because how many of us have ever been on I don't know. You ever been on a date with somebody who didn't? I mean, that's so long ago. That what? A date with somebody who didn't talk. Or it, it just, they weren't present. That's probably a terrible. Yeah,
1: that's been, <laughs> that's been a long time ago.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking. It doesn't even have to be like a date because, you know, maybe it's a lunch date with a friend. Oh,
1: yeah. And you're just so like, okay, out. are
0: you here today? Or, you know, what are we doing right now? And so. Um, you know, and, and
1: they don't even know they're here. Yeah, like they could have, it's, it's you know what, I get the image when you say that, and I think back to those moments, it's like a Tasmanian devil that just walked in the room and is just all, I've, I've been her. <laughs> I've, mm-hmm, I've been mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. to where, how about birthday parties for kids? You're in event mode. And event mode is we're just trying to be efficient so we can make this party as good as possible, but we're not really present with the people because we're having to mentally go transition from one thing to the next i think it was uh this summer maybe my sister-in-law said marie this is the most i've ever seen you sit at a family gathering and i said i know and it feels real good (laughs) you know like i had no excuse Mm -hmm. you know i was without excuse and i said i know this feels really good to just host
0: an event but yeah also get to enjoy the event and and so then what changed in your life um to get to this place where you're willing to show up and just be present. Number one, Callie's almost four. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't require the hip as much, right? you know, and that constant attention that is drawing. But, you know, what else changed? Well,
1: for me, it was more of a contemplative prayer. Um, When when I sit in silence for, um, you know, two minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, uh, that does so much of getting everything. Uh, it's it's almost like an emptying. Um, it doesn't mean I'm all centered on God, but I keep um, coming back to centering, you know, on Christ and uh, not just what's happening in that moment. But I'm just resting, like my body's resting, like I am physically resting my body in centering prayer. And if you don't know what centering prayer is, you can look it up. Maybe we'll have some links to uh, something on centering prayer. But it's something that I, I, I haven't always known about. It's something that's really been new for both of us um, over, you know, the last little while. But just the whole centering prayer, we think that just sitting there means we're not doing anything. But that's the best part of, like, there's so much happening in that moment, but it appears that there's nothing going on. But like this morning I got up and while the oven was heating up for me to cook breakfast, I thought, man, I've got 20 minutes uh, before this food is ready. And so I sat on the, the couch and just waited for the timer. And it just felt so good. I mean, just and you have to build up to that. Like the first time you sit in silence, like two minutes, it will seem so super long. And now 20 minutes is like too short (laughs) like I long for more time and I think it's a way for me to settle myself and settle the chaos that's taking place inside of me so that I can then be present because after that morning this morning sit me going to run our school route of you know picking up kids and dropping kids off and all that like I did not feel like I was in a hurry I did not feel the need to speed <laughs> you know like I'm rushed here rushed there it was just like a okay this is what what we have this is the time frame that we have to work in Um I don't does
0: it does because what you're saying or what I hear that you are saying and I think um you know the uh that inward journey is finding our center which we know is grounded in God um, anchored in Christ and so you know reminded through the Holy Spirit, if you will it's not gonna it's 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 getting to a place where we're settled enough and someone can say well why, why do you have to be silent or you know I'm glad that you said okay, look it up um, so that you too and I too can find that place of of going back to the center of who we are the core of who we are so that we're not so carried away by you know, the past. We're not so overcome with what could have, or could happen, or isn't going to happen, or things that we can't, you know, that's beyond our control. Even the past is beyond our control. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm just in a place now, it's like, why would I want to revisit that? And do you, you realize um, how many relationships will be saved if we simply don't revisit the past? Well you did this. Well you did that. Or I can't help it, but I keep thinking about what did happen. Mm -hmm. And and all of these forward. Yeah, and all of these things are silent killers and they prevent us from just living in that moment, living in the presence and and living in the present, but also living with our presence and living in the presence of God. And and I think that somehow we we haven't truly said, okay. I'm going to really live in this moment and I'm going to show up with my presence and I'm not going to rob myself of a, of a great opportunity because, you know, I'm still worried about the, you know, the past or I'm worried about what could happen in the present. I mean, the future. And we, we just miss opportunity now. And if we truly lived here and now, did that alters our future? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of times we worry about what could happen in the future when we have the power to change it into here and now.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's not a one case fits all, because Mm -hmm. obviously there are things that we have to make decisions now in the present based on the past and, you know, what the future is holding. So it's not to say this is one size fits all with every situation. Um, but in chaotic moments, um, I would find myself, uh, I guess at the beginning of the the pandemic, I would come in, especially when the kids, you know, immediately had to, you know, come out of school. I would come in and there would be chaos in the house. And instead of entering into the chaos, I would grab a book and go outside. And I realized that even though I was in a space where, oh, I just loved, you know, I love reading. And um, I was, I felt like, you know, that was a, a place that I could just be settled I still had to enter back in the house after that with the chaos. And I had to discipline myself that when I came home, I didn't grab a book. And, you know, some people just grab a beer and then go sit on the porch. Me was, I, I couldn't just grab my book and go sit on the porch. I came in to be present with my people. As chaotic as it was, I chose to sit down and see how their day was to see what. It, and it wasn't chaotic and like an overwhelming chaos. It, it's just busy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's busy all the time. There's never, with when everybody's home, there's never a quiet moment. And, um, and so I chose to enter into that chaos and experience presence with them. And I, I found out most of the time I didn't need to grab that book and go outside. You know, now, did I long to read? Yeah, I did. But that wasn't like, I didn't have to find my center. And really, I wasn't really even finding a center because I was bypassing the places where I really needed to be present and we can bypass sure uh, the present with people by, you know, a variety of things, you know, mm-hmm. mine for me was just finding that book because they knew if mom was on the porch swinging, then she's, you know, she's enjoying her book. Let's just let mama be, but that's not what the kids really needed from me. Yeah. Nor you or me. Yeah. I yeah. do not need that either. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and I think too, like you said, there's not a one size fits all, uh, but I don't think the principle changes, which means the the, the principle of presence, um, truly showing up, can have an impact and an influence on others as well as ourselves. And you know, we're we're wanting the whole world to be unified. We're living in a time of, you know, just complete unrest everywhere. You know, and we're just like, oh, gosh, where is the unity that Christ prayed for? You know, that we would be unified as he and the Father were, you know, united as one, as we would be one. And so we're not seeing that anywhere. But then, you know, we're all over the place showing up physically, but we're just absent in our brain. We're absent emotionally. We're absent. And I think a lot of times some of us withhold that, um, you know, we'll show up, but we're not going to be nice. We'll show up, but we're going to see what they're going to do first. Mm. We'll show up. And and I think that can be... That's even showing up with an agenda. Yeah, which is ultimately control. And that's where I was going to land on. Mm -hmm. So if we're not able to be present, maybe we are too overcome with, you know, the past or thinking about the future. Um, Or maybe we're just trying to control the outcome. So we Mm -hmm. withhold our emotions or we withhold... Um, the ability to love or give generously in that moment because, you know, maybe we won't have enough or we don't know what they're going to do with it. And these are similar things that we've said over and over again because the motivator um, is always a darker side instead of just show up and be present and live in that moment. And that's not to say we don't think about the future, but I think we truly lived in the present um, with all that God has given us. And like you said, you know, it's not a one size fit all, but it is about honoring God with the things that He has given us, with the people that we have He has given us to, to to live life with. That it will change the future for all of us.
1: Yeah, and I wonder. I wonder. You know, you're talking, and I'm just thinking back to just moments where um, I wanted someone to be present with me, and um, I felt like everything else was going on, but uh, that. And I'm just thinking, wonder if. Um, Wonder if the willingness not to be present, I don't think people choose not to be present. I just think that it totally is not a thought that I need to be present. They just think being there physically means that they're there. It's like quality or quantity time, right? And I just wonder if maybe we we bypass the the fully being in the present because we're scared of the present.
0: Right. So, th- But let me ask you this. So did that ever cause you to withhold? Because if they ain't going to be present, then why would I need to be present? Sure. See? And that's what yeah. I'm saying. And if if we just made this determination without trying to control the outcome and just say, you know, man, heck fire. I am just going to show up and I'm just going to be present. Right. You know, with all that God has given me, with all the love and... And it, we can, we can change the future with that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. like, so an example I'm thinking about is Kenny and I went on a date. Well, both of all, us took our phones and I realized real quick, oh, Kenny's really attached to his phone. So I'm going to pull mine out. So we had a, a date where we were both looking at phones and not really having conversation. And I thought, I hate this. Never again, you know? Mm-hmm. So the next time and I said, Hey, can we both leave our phones in the car? That way, if I'm present, he's present, right? It's controlling the outcome, right? Mm-hmm. And the last date we went on, I just left mine in the car, didn't even mention his if he wanted to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not going to try to control our date yeah. experience. And, you know, I don't, I, I think maybe he turned it off. We took it just because of the kids, you know, if the kids needed us mm-hmm. or whatever. But it was a, you know, uh, I, I did not have to say, hey, why don't you not use your phone? You know what I mean? And so this has happened over the course of, you know, our marriage where at, the beginning it was yeah we had a date and then we're so attached to our devices you know we are we get a notification for everything Mm -hmm. you know staples has their new um newspaper out you know it flags Mm -hmm. me on email (laughs) you know and so we get notifications for everything and it's so easy to want to check it because you're doing that so many times a day um but yeah even if you show up present and other people don't it just gives you a glimpse of oh i don't want to be that person I want to make sure I'm present, you know, like it saddens me sometimes too, you know, that, man, that is me. Well, what well, is me? Yeah. yeah.
0: And, 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 we're not doing it for them. You're doing it for us. Yep. You yourself. It's right. our character. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, my integrity. It's, it's, it's for me. And, and I think that, um, that is also something that I'm learning to is to leave others out of, um, my outcome. Meaning, like, okay, how's Dolores going to respond to this? What is Dolores going to do? Because I am Dolores Matthews, right? But you know, we will have to readjust as life changes and and you know um, situations change. You you were talking about the birthday party. I thought you were going to mention when I came in with the three kids over the summer. Whose birthday was it? Um, And I'm not used to having three kids and diapers that need to be changed. And it was after it was after service on Sunday. And everybody was swimming, so I needed to change them into their swimsuits. They're hungry; they want to get in the pool. And um everybody's already here mm-hmm. except us, and that wasn't the big deal. It was just like we're walking into everybody saying, "Hey, how are y'all?" I'm trying to speak to the kids, and and I'm just trying to, you know, take care of everything that is happening in that moment, pertaining to the kids. And you were just like, "You want something to eat?" And I'm like, "No, I, I'm I'm just trying to still." figured this all out, I knew I did not show up. Um, I mean, we were here physically with three kids, yeah. but it took me a while to um, to adjust because all of that was really new. So if you find yourself having to readjust to um, the changes of life, that's normal too.
1: Right, and I'm thinking, right, I knew that it was um, the kids came into and it, because everybody was here, you know, they were kind of a little taken back too, and mm-hmm. um, so... You did what you needed to do to change them. I grabbed them, grabbed their plates. Mm-hmm. You know, it was that mutual love. Okay, yeah, you, you yeah, <laughs> you settle yourself. I got this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I think that's what we do for each other. Mm-hmm. It's not a what someone else can do, but what you know, what we're able to do, you know, for each other in those moments. Because we're not always going to be present. There's times that people's going to be like, Hey, <laughs> hey, could you join me? I need you right now. <laughs> you know,
0: I need you to join me. Are yeah. you here yet? But if
1: we're not in that 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 discipline of trying to be present, then those moments are going to feel abrasive when people say, hey, they're going to be offended.
0: And, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Can't you see that? Yeah. You yeah, know, I if can. you're not in a rhythm of trying to practice presence, and that's a practice, you mm-hmm. know, like people so, practice. Yeah, it's a discipline. Yeah. All kind of things. Yeah. Pre- practicing presence is definitely a discipline. But, and it yields so much fruit.
0: Doesn't it? And,
1: Self-control, peace, mm-hmm. patience, kindness, gentleness. Mm-hmm. You're more kind.
0: Yeah. When you practice I, presence. And I couldn't do anything about what we brought or didn't bring or what we forgot. We were here and there wasn't anything I could do about that. And I could have pretended like everything was okay and I had it all in control. But because you know me, you knew I didn't. And so you're just like, all right, well, let me take these and let me help you. But like you said, we could be easily offended Mm -hmm. if we're we're not in relationship with those that we trust enough to say, yeah, you please get that because I've, you know, I've got a gather whatever's happening between my ears right now. Oh, yeah, we we'll feel right incomplete now. and, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, I think that's the beauty, but, you know, could you imagine if we both weren't, weren't present that day? Then there would have been a lot of suffering on my part. Yeah. But <laughs> I would have been like, we're leaving. This is not working for us. And, again, I wonder how many people have sabotaged their opportunity to have an amazing, incredible gift that God has given them the present because they're worried about what's happening at home or relationships they can't fix or whatever it is that's going on that distracts them from living in this moment right it's it's interesting it is
1: so do you think that we
0: can uh before we close
1: do you think that we can practice a two minutes um two minutes of um silence I love how James Finley that should have been a yes right yes that's good yeah (laughs)
0: I'm sorry, I didn't know you knew. I was already starting
1: my silence. Oh, yeah. yeah? I know, right? It's so inviting.
0: So, shut right.
1: So, what you do is just uh, sit straight up in your chair. If you're in a chair, if you're driving, you may want to pull over or pause this until you can sit. Um, but you focus on your breathing, uh, breathing in and out slowly and deeply, and holding your breath and uh, then letting it out. James Finley starts with this, and I love it, so I'm going to use it. Be still and know that I am God be still and know that I am be still and know be still be And let me offer up a prayer for us. Lord, thank you for this time of silence. Thank you for this time of stillness. As we go throughout our day and out our week, the days to come, let us be reminded to be present. Lord, give us opportunities where we see glimpses of uh, you and all of our relationships uh, so that we can practice presence. Uh, Thank you for being with us, being for us. Thank you for the relationships that you give us and every opportunity
0: that you give us. Amen. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. And you too, my friend.